When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is hump day, Wednesday, July 20th. Sorry. I am recording live on Twitch. Uh, I started a Twitch channel. I figured I'd let you guys see how many times I actually pause recording. Um, it's probably 30 times um, within the hour when I talk. So you can go on Twitch. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash daily stock pick. Um, I put it out on Twitter. There was one person who started watching, I think it was Comic Book Couples Counseling, which is a hilarious um, podcast, is what they say in there. Uh, it's a hilariously heartfelt podcast hosted by a married couple, Mouth Dork and Sidewalk Siren. Um, profile art by Karen X-Men fan. So, and Karen X-Men fan, wow, I'm going to follow you because I like that. I like that. I'm going to look at that after this. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're live on Twitch and, and I'm going to try and do this in places where, um, uh, I can like in my parents' house where I'm going for the next couple of months, I probably will not do a live Twitch just because I'm in a dark room. Uh, they sleep until nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. So, um, yeah, it, it is what it is, but uh, I am probably, and, and another announcement, there probably won't be a podcast on Friday. Uh, I think that's the day I'm going to drive up there. So, and um, to that end, last night I watched a movie, and, and again, I'm a huge movie watcher, and I watched this movie on Amazon Prime called uh, uh, Watch Don't Make Me Go. It was with the, um, the Asian fella from, uh, oh, what was that movie? Um, oh, it's one of my favorite movies, um, with Jason Biggs, uh, American Pie. So it was the funny kid from, uh, American Pie. It wasn't Jason Biggs, but it, it was, um, uh, the MILF. And if you remember the iconic scene in American Pie, whoa, your mom's Stifler, your mom's a MILF. Um, that's. One of the, the guy got his launch there. I mean, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Uh, I really like him. But don't make me go. It is a story, and it starts out with you won't like the ending of this movie. Well, uh, didn't like the ending of it. It's a, it's a total, total tearjerker movie. Um, and now I'm planning a road trip. Going out and living life, uh, not going to sit at home. Uh, I've been talking to you guys about how I live a, a, a meager lifestyle for um, somebody who is uh, considered wealthy, but I, I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to drive up to New Jersey, then I got to do my two weeks um, with Major League Soccer, and then I'm probably going to take off on a two, maybe three-week road trip. Um, my buddy's getting married, so I've got to go to Florida. I was planning a flight on that one, but I'm just going to enjoy kind of the, the drive. So, uh, stocks yesterday, whoo, what a day. Um, 
it went up. And I, I was getting a lot of questions. Should I sell my short stuff? Well, remember, guys, um, I'm not here to tell you to buy or sell. I'm here to give you some hints, some tips, um, you know, something to give you a little bit more of an edge than than going to Vegas and putting your money on black or red. That's essentially what I'm here for. I'm not here to give you kind of, hey, buy and sell. I'm here to tell you what I would do in a situation. That's why I say, hey, send me your stock you know, requests. I'll, I'll look at them. I'll tell you exactly what I think about them. Um, yesterday was a day where should you have been in TQQ? Absolutely, you should have been in TQQ. Was I in TQQQ? No. And part of the reason I wasn't in TQQ is you need to know when to trade and when not to trade. Yesterday, uh, I didn't trade. And the reason I didn't trade is I was taking my dog to the vet. I had lunch with my realtor. um, And then I had to go get my new tags from the DMV. So I was not trading yesterday, even though I posted on Twitter a few times. That TQQ yesterday just took off. Essentially, it had every confirmation that you could have in the world above the 21-day moving average. Um, it was phenomenal, the, the, the validation that you got. Now, TQQQ 10-day volume is 161 million. 90-day volume is 156 million. So you do have volume going for you in this one. Would I hold on to it? Well, let's take a look at the algorithm on TrendSpider. Um, okay, I'm not going to do that. Uh, let's look at TQQQ. So TQQQ, if I run it in the algorithm, I think it's going to actually have a MACD cross up here. Yeah, 2761. That was on July 18th. So that was Monday. Um, I think I announced it yesterday. Probably should have because I looked at it. But it's got confirmation. It's above that nine day and 21. So do I think you should buy it? I don't know. I mean, you know, the RSI is at 61. This could be one of those short rallies. And and the reason I say it's one of these short rallies is because there's not a lot of good news in the market. In fact, this morning when I woke up, the futures were up. And then all of a sudden at 7 o'clock, there was news coming out of Germany. Now, if you don't know, the Nord Stream pipeline, there was a, a pressure test yesterday on it. It was rumored to be up and running with Russian gas, which could have led to the rally yesterday. Um, that could have been also the reason that boil crashed yesterday, Nat gas. Heading into the winter, Europe can't refill their supply fast enough. They have reserves. So what happened this morning, this is essentially uh, yesterday you had a pressure test. Everything seemed fine. Um, tomorrow, I think, is when the, um, the, germ, the, the Russians are supposed to start refilling that pipeline with uh, natural gas. Now, what's kind of going to happen? And that's the real question. We don't know. But um, Germany announced this morning they're going to ask EU members for a slowdown of 15% on natural gas based on the Nord Stream pipeline concern. Um, this immediately brought down all the markets. Immediately, Europe went down. Um, uh, Brian, uh, one of the guys on Sullivan on uh, CNBC, uh, is actually in Germany during the heat wave. And by the way, they're having a record heat wave in Germany. Um, we're having record droughts in this country. Um, climate change is real. It's going on. Can we slow it down? Who knows? We should have started this in the 80s. 
eh, it wasn't big priority. 90s, eh, not a big priority. 2000s, eh, not a big priority. Wars were more and more important. So, um, again, it is what it is. But JP Morgan says if the Nord Stream doesn't restart fully, the fall of the European economy will be bigger than what COVID did to the European economy. Now, remember, COVID shut down the European economy. Um, you know, 15% is not a big deal right now. Well, I shouldn't say it's a big deal if you're in Europe, if you can't heat your home. They're essentially going to ration these and they're going to say, hey, for, um, for uh, you know, imagine choosing between cooking and heating. That's essentially what you're going to 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 be choosing. So um, this this could be bad for the markets. Could be good for natural gas. Your your boil. Um, let's see where boil is right now. Uh, B O I L. This is traded. Yeah, from sixty seven to seventy. You're trading at seventy in the pre market. This again. This is super super volatile. The VWAP uh, is at sixty eight ninety three. So you're trading well above the VWAP. Um, the 52-week low on this, by the way, it was uh, December of last year, 23. 52-week high is 140 just back in June. June 8th, $140. So does this have more to go? Absolutely. Um, I would expect Boyle to continue its run. Um, let's see about Boyle. Again, these are ones that I, I don't necessarily like to hold on to. I like to trade these. Boyle has just been a, a major, major play. Uh, I briefed on this on July 7th. You had $44.70 um, where the MACD crossed up. Um, you were at $70 today. So you're almost doubling this. Um, you would have, uh, 72.40 was where it got to on July 18th on Monday. So uh, I think you're going back up there. I, again, I think you're going back up. Uh, a significant, significant amount on this one. Um, the RSI right now is at 61. Uh, do I think it could go up from here? Absolutely. I think it's going to, you know, probably break this 200 day. So I, I think that 200 day is probably just uh, resistance. That's where uh, on Monday it kind of um, uh, broke down and, and went down. Again, Am I buying it today? Probably not. But I want to make sure that you guys are aware. I've gotten a lot of questions about this. SPXU, SQQQ, both shorts, both different markets. Uvixi, it's based on the VIX. When the VIX goes up, Uvixi goes up. When the VIX goes down, SVIXI goes up. Boyle uh, and KOLD, Boyle's natural gas futures going up. When those go up, and it's trading at about $5 right now, when that goes up to $8, Boyle will go up. If it goes from $8 to $5, KOLD will go up. UCO, when the price of gas, when you see it at $100, uh, and the price of gas goes to $120, UCO will go up. When you see the price of gas go from $100 down to $80, SCO will go up. These are short-term plays. These are not investments. These are not something that you should be sitting there. And I have a friend, uh, she's a dentist, and she bought UCO when I said, yeah, oil's going to start going up. And this was July of last year. I think she's up like 1,000% on this. Um, but it did, that is not normal. That is not something you should actually do. 
There are a lot of other options for you to do it. I don't see that as a normal, normal um, uh, way to do things. So, uh, and let's see, UCO on the algorithm. Let's see what buy and hold gets you. Um, yeah, 378% on buy and hold over two years. Uh, but she bought at, at super, super low. Um, if I pull back to June of last year, she bought at about UCO, I think. Yeah, maybe it's not a thousand percent, but whatever she's up, she's up. These are things that I trade on a short term basis. These are not something that you should be asking me. Should I get out? Because if you have a profit, you should get out. If you have to ask me the question, should I get out? You absolutely should get out because that is causing you worry. And if you have profits in this market, you take profits. Now, um, I really should. By the way, I saw this. I, I was talking to my realtor yesterday. He's like, you have so much knowledge. You should make some money off of it, blah, blah, blah. Well, I am making money off of it. You guys will hear an ad before every um, anchors asked me to uh, sponsor. Anchor is the sponsor of the podcast. Um, so you'll hear an ad. If you're listening to this sometime in the future, you may not hear an ad. They have certain time frames that they do, certain amount of money that they give me. Um, but again, if you want to start a podcast, Anchor's sponsoring this one. So I'll read that in the beginning. It's where I host my podcast. Um, yeah. So should I get out of my short positions? My short-term answer is yes. And ET ETFs that you have that are short, make sure you have a 5% stop loss in. I think we have more legs in the market to go up. This is the day why I do, yesterday is the exact reason I don't hold these weighted ETFs that are short, long, whatever. I don't hold them for more than a day. Uh, even if you have a 1% profit, guys, trading is free. I'm old enough to remember why I had to pay $50 to trade a stock. $50. It was for my, uh, when I first started trading stocks, I think I was 16 or 17 years old. I had to walk up or make a phone call um, uh, to Oldie. Oldie was my uh, brokerage, and they were in the middle of Princeton. And I had to walk up, and I had to pay 50 bucks. And for a 16 or 17-year-old who was basically making like 4 bucks an hour, that was a lot of freaking money just to trade stocks. But I would buy, and I would hold. Um, God, imagine if I had bought Apple back then. Uh, well, I mean, even think Apple was around. Yeah, Apple was around. Because I remember a learning program on the Apple IIe. Um, but again, you guys have free trades. So if you have a 1% profit, take it. If you're asking me, should I sell it? Uh, and you have less than a 5% loss, maybe think about holding on to it if you're only losing 1%. But if you're down 10%, take the loss. Take it. Move it into something that you think is going to make money. Now, the question I had yesterday from a listener was, hey, I'm short on this market. I bought SQQQ. Should I just sell that and buy TQQQ? Well, no. No, because I don't know where the market's going to go. You have to look at the charts. You have to make a determination. Which one has the confirmation? And which one am I going to make money on? If you've been holding SQQQ and you don't know how to read charts and you're asking me, hey, should I think to TQQQ? Well, I can give you my opinion, but am I going to be right? Hell no. And by the way, I want you to make money just as much as you want to make money because then you'll tip me. And I know from the supporters of this channel, you guys tip well. So I thank you for your support. 
Um, but I want you to make money. So when you ask me, should I sell this? I will probably lose you money based on my short-term picks that I've done. But I do kind of know if you're looking for confirmation and look at my Twitter, I posted it yesterday. If you look at TQQQ yesterday, it was absolutely perfect from 9.30 on. I think I did a one-minute or I did a five-minute chart. I forget which one I posted, either one. But there was uh, at 9.45, right about 10 o'clock, where it started turning up. There's a yellow line on my Active Trader Pro that that uh, is the 20-day. That is what I use for confirmation and validation. If it is above that, and it's also above the 9-day, which means there's short-term uh, confirmation and medium-term confirmation, uh, in my mind, that's a win. The 200-day is long-term. I want to see that long-term, even though I have a five-minute five, five minute chart that long-term confirmation is uh, confirming me trend. And by the way, TQQ just had it all yesterday. Today, pre-market doesn't really have it. Um, let's look at you, VIXI, because the VIX is the VIX is going up. It's only up by 0.73. It's up to 24.68. And like I told you guys, the VIX wants to be at 30. In this market where it's up and down, up and down, the VIX wants to be at 30. By the way, side note, uh, interactive brokers, um, the, the guy, Thomas something, I forget. It, 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 Trendspider has been spot on on their social media. This guy has been selling uh, his lot of stocks for the past you know, year, two years, somewhere about that. Almost every day this guy's selling stock. Um, there is no way I would buy that stock. IBKR is the symbol. Um, when the CEO founder, I know he's just trying to get out of this thing, but when you look at the trend of that stock, oh my goodness, it is just down. IBKR, um, they just announced earnings, 84 cents. They are increasing earnings, but when you look at this insider in TrendSpider, Thomas Pe- uh, Peter, Peterfee, 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 uh, um, I don't know, a million dollars a day in stock. You're looking at a million dollars debt. I'm going down. May, um, April, um, March, um, February. Either he's funding his lifestyle with a million dollars a day of expense um, via selling all the stock. It is literally every day. I'm in December. A million dollars a day. Um, You know, it's 1.2, 1.4. November, October. Look at that. A million dollars a day. Imagine taking a million dollars a day out for a year. I mean, he probably pulled out uh, $300 million last year. There's only 356 uh, days in a year. But, you know, how many trading days? 250, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, my guess is he pulled out close to $300 million yes, last year. I need to look that up. But uh, kudos to TrendSpider. Sorry, I got off. Um, uh, so we went over. Oh, um, FYI, China has warned that if Pelosi visits Taiwan with a delegation, this could get ugly politically because they said it's a violation of the China One policy. One China policy, whichever one it wants. It could get dangerous. Could could be a huge drag on the market. Again, they want Taiwan. So um, that, that, I wrote that down. Now let's get to Netflix. <laughs> Guys, if you got in on Netflix at 192, kudos to you. I said, hey, the algorithm did it. 
Um, I, I was briefing on this one when it was in the 170s when they came out and they said, hey, for every one subscriber, we've got five users. Um, I, I was saying it was great. I did not personally take the trade. I was discussing this with actually a subscriber of the podcast. Um, and at the time when the earnings came out, I said, I am close to 52 years old. On August 10th, I will be 52 years old. When I was 30, I would easily take 50 grand of my money and throw it into this because I was I was that certain that it was going to go up. But the, the subscriber was like, eh, it could go back down to 170. You don't know what they're going to say. Well, these efforts lost close to a million subscribers and it popped up to 240. Um, it was, it was a huge pop. It's down at, let's see where it is in pre-market. In pre-market, you are at, uh, 210. It has just dropped, um, since it got those earnings. It went up to, uh, let's see, this candle goes to 225. You got your 10% in this. If you got in at the 190 price, even right now, you're at the the 10% gain. Take your money and run. Again, um, they're they're upping this. If you go to Finviz, let's go to Finviz and look at Netflix because the analysts are upping this one. Um, Do I hold on to it? There was an upgrade July 20th, Stifle, uh, 240 to 250. Um, July 15th, 355, uh, down to 198. The UBS is going to have to readjust that. Barclays, uh, July 6th, 275 to 170. They're going to adjust that one. Um, essentially, Netflix announced, hey, Stranger Things, great, great uh, series, blah, blah, blah. Hey, they're forward PE 17. If you don't think that these guys are a growth company, you can buy it and it's just right there. Um, remember growth companies get 20 to 30 in the multiple, the forward PE, this is at 17, just to give you guys a, an idea, uh, PayPal, which has just crashed PayPal's forward PE 16. Um, so, um, again, whatever you think, Netflix was a great, great trade. Kudos to anybody that got in kudos to anybody that got in and high five, because I did not have the cojones to do it. But I'll pat myself back on the back all day long with that uh, that call. Morgan, uh, not Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs. Sorry, I'm putting Morgan Stanley. Why did I do that? Goldman Sachs, fantastic trade. You've got your, uh, your 10% if you've been in this one. Uh, again, I, I kind of briefed on this one when it was 280 on July 14th with, that we were going to have a MACD cross up. We finally got it. Uh, $300 was yesterday. I'm sorry, Monday, $300 and 37 cents. I said, buy it under 300. Uh, this one, let's see, Goldman Sachs in pre-market. It's at 316. It closed to 318. Probably just running too much. Again, 10 day volume, 2.9 million, 90 day volume, 2.7 million. If you wanted to hold on to this, I, I don't, I, I don't think you have a problem holding on to this one. Uh, the algorithm makes you 92% versus buying and holding makes you 54%. Uh, the average win on this one is 11%. This is a big name bank. Um, their, let's see their book value. Their book value is at 297. So you'd be buying a little bit above book value. Um, but again, I don't think that's a bad thing. So uh, I think that's, you know, Goldman Sachs, great trade. 
Um, let's look at Macy's because we did brief on Macy's that they might have a MACD cross up. Well, they did have a MACD cross up. July 18th on Monday at 1690, I kind of said that it was going to have a MACD cross up. Well, you've gotten your 10% because you're at 1815. Let's see where Macy's is in pre market. Macy's in pre market is at 1818, so it's kind of flat. Um, but this one had all the confirmation yesterday as well. Um, that was a great, great trade as well. Gold, let's look at gold. This is the miners. G-O-L-D is the symbol. Um, this one has been kind of eh, flat, not great. Um, I briefed on this one on Monday that I think it was going to have a MACD crossover. Um, let's see. It did. It did yesterday at 1593. You're at 1604. Um, again, this is a commodity. Uh, Barrick Gold is, let's see, they are the miners of gold and precious metals and coppers. So their forward PE is 13. I think it's a bit expensive on this one, but it's at its lowest rate that it has been last year. So you're at your 52-week low. Uh, let me make sure. 52-week uh, low, you're 4% above it. So you're 4% above your 52-week low. You're 38% below your 52-week high. Now, this is a huge volatility between 3.26 and 3.5%. Uh, percent. That's what it's paying out. Um, uh, let's see. The dividend is 2.5%. Uh, your earnings are coming up on August 5th. Again, if we're heading into a recession, uh, this is one that, um, I don't know. I mean, ten, the 10-day volume is $22 million, The 90-day volume is $19 million. So you do have volume in your... Uh, in your wheelhouse. The 52 week low was 1527, which was just hit on the 14th of July. Um, so again, gold, I, I think this is a good one. Now here's what you have to know. Mortgage rates. Um, do I have a note on this one? Um, we got mortgage demand at its lowest level for 22 years. The rumor is, and I talked with my real estate agent yesterday, Buyers are, I'm sorry, buyers are still out there. Sellers are just, they're expecting a ton of offers. Now, here's what you have to know. Your DRV uh, got you out yesterday with a 3% loss. It's at 46.92. The reason it got you out yesterday is because the market was just flying. Everything in the market went up. So you've got, uh, you got out here with a 3% loss. The RSI is at 40. Do I think that this one's going up? Again, you kind of have to make a long-term prediction about this one. I think it's probably going back to 60. In my mind, I think you hold on for that 5% loss down. If you get out, if there's a 5% loss down, get out of it. Um, if you uh, are still in it, I wouldn't necessarily get out just because of this MACD cross down because it's so low. The nine-day just crossed under the 21, which means that your short-term outlook is negative. Your medium-term outlook is still kind of, you know, flat. The 21-day, the still kind of flat. The 50-day, moving negative. The 200 still, the long-term is still up. So trade the trend. The long-term long is still up. Um, but mortgage demand is it, just falling off a cliff. Uh, oil is down because of recession fears. So let's see where UCO is in pre-market. UCO, $38 yesterday, closed $38.57. It's down at $37. Uh, I would probably be buying this one. 
if I was looking to trade this one uh, on the short term, uh, on the weakness, because let's see, did UCO have a MACD cross up in the algorithm? Uh, sometimes I forget. Yeah, you're in this one at 35. So I'd probably be buying this one. Again, it's, it's above the nine day. It's above the 21 day. You have confirmation. Um, you do have a death cross of the 50 going under the 200 yesterday. So there's some gaps down here um, that, that could be covered between 35 and 36. Um, you haven't covered this gap between 39 and 42 or the gap between 44 and 46. So I think at some point you get back up to those levels. Um, again, if you're not at a 5% loss, I'd probably hold on to it. If you are at a 5% loss, dump it, you know, dump it and, and buy back in at a weaker stock price. That's, that's my, my theory on these. Again, these aren't investments. These are just trades. Um, there was a, a story yesterday about CalMain, and they reported earnings. Um, CalMain, uh, CalMain Foods, Calm, C-A-L-M. This is one that uh, I think they're an egg producer or something. Let me look up on um, on Finviz. Calm is the symbol. Um, let's look. CalMain, together with its subsidiaries, produces grades, packages, markets, and distributes shell eggs. The company offers specialty shell eggs such as nutritionally enhanced, cage-free, organic brown eggs under the Egglands Best, Lando Lakes Farmhouse, and Four Grain brand names, as well as under private labels. I am not a huge fan of um, some of these food producers. And some of the food producers specifically... Um, I'd have to look into CalMain. Um, if they are producing um, ethically, meaning that the birds aren't in these huge... If you ever watch Morgan Spurlman, who did the, um, uh, the, the, the McDonald's thing where he ate McDonald's for like 60 days straight or something like that, um, he did something on chicken. I think it's on uh, uh Amazon Prime, if you look it up on your Apple TV, you can probably find it. Again, I'm a big fan of Apple TV. But if you look at Morgan Spurlman, you'll find it. Uh, it's about chicken. And it is a horrifying, horrifying documentary about chicken. That's what I think about when I see when I heard this comp. Now, here's what you have to know. Performance of comp year to date, up 41%. In the past year, it's up 50%. Your forward PE on this one is 15 um, your dividend is 0.24. They have 3,286 employees. It is not a big uh, company. Let's look at Com in the um, Active Trader Pro. They have a market cap of 2.56, so they're a small cap. They are huge, up huge uh, this year. Now, in the algorithm, you had a buy-in back on June 15th. Now, I didn't alert you on this one. I just found out about this one yesterday because of their earnings that were coming up. But 45.67 was the buy-in. It's trading at 52 right now. You do not have confirmation on this one. This is not something that I'm telling you to go out and buy. I am looking at this one because, A, uh, I love Lala's uh, suggestion about app harvest, and I'm kind of looking into this. I have been... Uh, pescatarian, I would say. 
Uh, I don't eat dairy. I cut yogurt out and cheese out of my diet. Um, I hate vegan cheese. God, I hate vegan cheese. There's nothing good about vegan cheese. Um, so I'm not eating vegan cheese. I just went cheese free. Um, I can usually find some spices or something that, you know, salt that I like for, uh, to, to get rid of the cheese, but I've been pescatarian. I eat a lot of tuna. I eat a lot of salmon, um, some shrimp. Um, I, I, I don't eat that many eggs. I think I had fried eggs the other day. Um, they were okay. I mean, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, acai bowls is what I eat. Pasta is what I eat. Um, I eat popcorn um, for my snacks. So I, I'm a fairly healthy eater. Now, Calmain, if they're producing, you know, uh, organic, free range, and they treat them ethically, blah, blah, blah. This is a company that I would not have a problem investing in. I just haven't done it. But it is trading above its 200-day, and it's 200 days moving up. Uh, the 50-day is about to do a golden cross. And that was part of the reason. Right before earnings, I saw this golden cross. I said, ooh, they probably have good earnings. Well, they blew it away. So just to give you an idea, um, let's see. It, it says 225 on my earnings report on TrendSpider. Um, two egg producers say supply is tight after bird flu. That's why it went up. We had bird flu. Oof. Ooh, God. Um, swings to Q2, Q, Q2 profit and amid rising prices. So, um, again, I brought this up just because I'm going to be watching it. It's a huge, huge runner. Now, I don't like getting into stocks late. The RSI is up there. The MACD is up there. Uh, it's probably going to get you out on this candle with a, a profit in the algorithm, but I'll be watching it because, I, I, again, I think this one's got 60 in the bag here. Um, I think it goes back to 60 from its its 50 mark. So that's a huge, huge move. If I can make from 50 to 60, that's 20, 20% move right there. Um, you know, again, I like that move. So uh, I'm watching it. It's up there. Uh, let's see. That is all as far as, oh, let's go over Oxy, um, Devin. Let's see. Uh, Warren Buffett bought more Oxy. You had a buy-in at, at, at $60 and 80 cents. Uh, JP Hunt, by the way, um, JB Hunt, uh, announced earnings yesterday and, uh, they had a good earnings, but their costs did kind of rise. So, um, they had a buy-in here and you remember I traded this one for a small profit. I think it was less than 1%. Um, but they had a buy-in, uh, June 24th at 158. You're trading at 173 this morning. So it's a decent move. Nothing that I would necessarily write home about. Um, let's look at, uh, Devon Energy. Devon Energy's one because that was down around 50. It's at 57. Remember I told you, hey, it's down around 50. I think you should buy this one, even though the algorithm says, hey, buy it at 53. When you bought it at 53, it dipped down to just below 50. I think it went down to 49. Let me look at the candle real quick. It went down to 49.51. I said, God, buy this one. You're at 57 today. 57 today. Now, today you're down 1%. It's trading at 56.60 pre-market. Um, still like it. At under 60, buy it. MPLX, let's see where their dividend is up because there should be, have a dividend X date coming up. Uh, it's usually right after earnings. Their earnings are coming up August 1st. They'll announce their dividend then. 
uh, buy-in on June 27th at 2901, you're at $30.74. So it's not huge. You're at $30.56 in pre-market. I hold this one. I get the 8% dividend. Love it. It's an energy company. It's a master limited partnership. Check your tax uh, professional for some of the tax implications of a master limited partnership or call your broker. Your broker should know exactly. I posted yesterday there was a review of Fidelity on money.com about what their brokerage is. If your broker doesn't have some of those things, check with your broker or change your broker. Um, Let's see. Yeah, my note about, oh, Disney. Disney was one I wanted to bring up because Disney has been on the move up. And with the... um, the announcement yesterday by earnings from uh, from Netflix, August 10th, my birthday, is Disney's uh, earnings. Now, you're at uh, MACD cross-up on July 18th at 96.36. You're at 99.56 right now at Disney. Now, this is a stock that was trading at about that level during the pandemic. This has just been um, pre-market. You're at 160. For the bid and the ask. So you're up slightly on Disney. Um, this has just been killed. And this is going up because of uh, the, the Netflix earnings, the, the positivity. Now, the RSI is at 62. So I don't know that you necessarily trade this one uh, per se. Right now, you do have confirmation above the 9 and the 21, but the 200 and the 50 are still negative. So your medium term, which is the 50, and your long term, which is the 200, they're still negative. Your average win on this one is 9%. Your average loss is 2%. The algorithm makes you 22% on this stock. Whereas if you just bought and held, you lost 16% over 1,000 candles. So, um, you know, Disney is one that I wanted to bring up and and see that. Now, as far as cross-ups go, we had a cross-up on ARKK. Um, There was some news out that ARK was uh, uh, getting rid of one of their ETFs. They were. It's not the RK. There was some news about that one. Uh, this one is trading at 55.89. You had a cross up yesterday. It's not a buy signal because you've already been in this one, but it crossed down when the nine was above the 21. So my algorithm didn't get you out. You'd still be in at 44.78 on this one. And that buy was July 6th. So you had that cross up. Etsy had a uh, cross up. Um, let's see. Uh, 87.44 is the buy and you're at 87.36 so you're under that the RSI is a little bit high to buy in on this one the algorithm loses you 15% and buying and holding this one loses you 15% your average win is 12% so your average loss unfortunately is 6% this has just been a slide down Um, so it's hard Oracle uh, I talk about it. I think this one's going 70 to 90. You had a cross up uh, yesterday at 72.19. 72.19 on Oracle. Uh, unfortunately, I would say, hey, that RSI at 60 doesn't tell me that the strength is in the market and it's going back. I see a gap here on June 14th, and that gap hasn't been filled. Uh, it goes all the way down to 65. I'd probably hold off on it, but I did get an alert that you had a cross up on this one. UPS, talking about shippers. Um, uh, Zim, we'll check Zim after this. 185.66 was the cross up. Uh, you do have a rather high RSI at 59 on this one, but you do have earnings coming up next week, July 25th. 
and you did have JB Hunt uh, announce positive earnings. So Zim, you'd be in at forty three sixty four. It's trading at fifty right now. You've you got your ten percent in this one. Um, you know DAC, Zim, all of these favorite shippers that we always talk about. You had a uh, cross up here at uh, July eighth at sixty dollars and twenty six cents on Zim. You're at sixty five, so you almost got your ten percent in this one, and right before earnings. And again, you've got confirmation with that nine and the twenty one, well over the nine and twenty one. So the, those moves are coming. Um, one other one that we had a cross up on AT and T. It came up in my recent searches as a cross up twenty dollars and seventy nine cents. Um, the RSI is at 54, so it's in no man's land. But you've got earnings coming up next week. Or I'm sorry, today after the bell. Uh, AT&T. Um, oh, it's pre-market tomorrow. Pre-market tomorrow. Sorry, pre-market tomorrow AT&T reports. So if you wanted to get in on that one, I, I again, I think $20 is great. So uh, let's see. Do I have any other cross-ups here today in my mind i think you you know you check the direction of the market if you're going to trade these uvixi um sqqq spxu tqq uh boyle uco i think boyle's a great long term because i think that one's just getting you know again natural gas is whatever russia does if they turn on this he he's not going to turn on the spigot to germany he's going to you know short it probably so uh, we're going to be selling more natural gas over there. Natural gas is going to go up. Um, so that in my mind, whatever you do today, check the trend. This market isn't something where I can tell you, hey, today's today's going to be up. Remember what's happened. Monday, we started up and then you got the Apple news and it just tanked. Yesterday, we started up and it got stronger yesterday throughout the day. We never saw that downturn. Today, let me check where the uh, the futures are. Um, oh, if I get out of there, let me go to CNBC. Uh, oh, I can just check on. Um, uh, let's see, futures. I think Fidelity has the futures. Um, today's markets, Dow Jones. Yeah, so Dow Jones is down 0.12. Nasdaq is down 0.06. S&P down 0.11. It's slightly down, uh, the futures. I would call it flat to down. Um, you know, again, what, what, you know, my biggest mover yesterday in my, in my uh, portfolio, uh, GBTC was up 9%. ETH was up 8%. Teradyne was up 6%. Uh, my biggest losers, Snowflake and Johnson and Johnson. I think those were the only two that were down. So, um, you know, again, watch the trend of the market. We're at 42 minutes. I'm going to cut this one short because I'm not going to, uh, continue on. I just want to make sure that I have all my notes square here. Um, IBM down. I probably would be looking at IBM for a bounce. Let's look at them in the algorithm because they were down big yesterday. That's on um, simply. Yeah, you'd still be out of IBM. But that RSI on the four hour, God, that RSI is at 31. Uh, their volume was huge. Uh I would probably be looking at this one. Um, again, it just broke through the 200-day. Uh, the 200-day is still positive. The 50-day is well above this one. This one has been a great performer here uh, this year. Let's see IBM. Uh, IBM. 
year to date, you're only down 2% on this one year to date. Um, and, and that's, you know, God, it's down 0.65 for one year. Uh, again, flat, flat, you know, stock performance, but you have a 5% dividend. So over that one year, you lost 0.65, but you made 5% in the dividend. Again, safe and steady. The uh, price targets on this one are 147 to 150. You're at 130 right now. You're trading at 130. So if you can get up there at 150, you've almost got 20%. And is 150 out of the question? Absolutely freaking not. You were just at 150 um, and people were buying in, in huge lots at the end of June. Um, at the beginning of June, you know, you had this big trough down from about, uh, looks like about 145 down to, uh, 132. So, and this is IBM. Uh, again, I, d- I don't expect IBM to be a huge mover. Your average win in the algorithm is five per 3.96%. Your average loss is 2.54. So over 500 candles, you made 5%. The performance of the algorithm is minus 11%, but I do like this one. Um, you know, again, if you want to play it safe. Oh, Twitter, uh, Twitter news. Twitter uh, won their lawsuit. The um, the lawsuit against Elon Musk will happen in October. Uh, I don't expect them to say, hey, uh, we're going to force you to buy it. The algorithm has you buy in at 36.62. You're trading at 39 today. Uh, 39.38 is where you're trading right now. You do have confirmation. That RSI, though, is trending down. It's at 60. It's going down. You probably have a MACD cross down coming up. Their earnings are coming up July 21st, tomorrow. Uh, it's post-market, uh, pre-market tomorrow. So you'll hear a lot. This could, you know, again, they're going to talk positively. I think you go over 40. Just my opinion. Uh, the single stock ETFs that I talked about yesterday, I posted those um, I posted a news story about it. You can read about that. Um, thank you guys for more uh, ratings on the podcast. I certainly appreciate it. NVIDIA. I got a question about NVIDIA. Should you buy NVIDIA? I think it's, you know, again, but part of the, the problem is you don't buy into this rally. Um, you know, you should have bought while we were down. You had a MACD cross up here on July 7th. July 7th, you had a MACD at 157. You are at 170 right now. You have all the confirmation in the world. Problem is, the RSI is at 65. That wants to come down to about 40. So you're going to see a MACD cross down here soon. Now, their earnings are uh, out in uh, August 17th. So there's no real catalyst on this one other than chi- other chip makers uh, having their earnings before this. So um, I would probably look to buy this under 160. I-, I think you'll get your chance again. Just a matter of if you're patient or not. If you want to buy it for the long term and you're happy buying at 170, buy at 170. I'm not going to talk you out of it because I think anything you buy is a great, great opportunity here. The algorithm makes you 48% on this one. The buy and hold just makes you 62%. And by the way, that 62% is way down from where you were. Uh, the average win on this one is 14%. So, you know, there were 29 positions taken, 10 wins, 19 losses. This one is going to be a win because you had a buy in here at 157. I was saying, hey, and under 150, uh, buy it, buy it all day long. Like you buy Apple. Uh, let's see. Did Apple get you out? Um, no, Apple, you're still in. And by the way, Apple, you still have confirmation. Big, big uh, confirmation above the 9 and the 21. But the RSI is at 64. I would not suggest buying Apple at 151. Um, I, I think you wait until you get back into the 140s. 
So that's it for today. Podcast tomorrow. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Facebook. Remember, I am recording this live on Twitch and I'm pointing at the camera right now. So if you want to subscribe to Twitch, if you want to see how many times I pause this podcast during the during the podcast, you can see it. But I'm uh, doing this live on Twitch. I'll go through my whole process on Twitch. So, okay. Take care. Bye-bye.